This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. Seek immersion, not excellence. That's the thought from Mark Nepo. When you set out to create, excellence can be a goal, but immersion is the road that will restore our peace and balance. What is your art? That's the question for you today, and you can't say you're not an artist. There is some kind of creation you lose yourself in, or there once was. When does time slow down for you? When do you drop into time and just kind of hum? For me, it's creating a little podcast called Shine On. And when I sit down to write the outline for a retreat, it's always when I'm digging around in my flower beds and when I'm tidying up. I love tidying up. Now, I've never painted a picture or written a poem. I've never built a birdhouse. I don't even cook. But there are things we all do that connect us to life. Poet and philosopher Mark Nepo is spending this weekend here in the Hudson Valley at Omega and celebrating the release of his new book, Drinking from the River of Light. What I mean by river of light, obviously, it's a metaphor, is that the life force that brings all of us alive, it's obviously unseeable, invisible. So that's a metaphor for the life force that fills it all. And just like water is quenching and we need water to stay alive, we need to drink from that life force for our heart to be alive. And so if you imagine breathing right now, well, we can't just say, oh, I'll only inhale while we're on the phone. That wouldn't work. And the way the heart breathes is that we inhale by perceiving and feeling, and we exhale that every person has to have some form of expression. And it doesn't matter, you know, the normal arts that we think of, painting, writing, music, dance. Even let's open up art much wider. You know, it could be gardening. It could be loving to make dinner for your loved ones. It could be stamp collecting. Anything that we pour our heart into allows our heart to express itself, which we need to do to stay vital and alive. And so that's really what the book is all about, is how to invite people into discovering their own personal form of expression so that their heart can be as present as possible. Wow. I've always believed this to be true. And at many of my retreats, I'll ask women, what is your art? And they'll say, oh, I don't, I'm not an artist. Well, everyone has some kind of an art. Maybe it's just rearranging the living room furniture, right? Yes. But are there people who don't express themselves? What does that life look like? Well, we all struggle. You know, no one, even talking about this, being human, no one can stay fully alive and awake all at, all at once. We, you know, medieval monks, when asked how they practice their faith, said by falling down and getting up, which 
I love that. And we're human. So today I'll be awake and sensitive, and tomorrow I'll trip taking the garbage out and be kind of groggy and confused. But then we can come awake again. And so everybody, I believe, has this capacity. And what it looks like when we fall down is we feel distant from things. It's not by accident that what is not expressed is depressed. Right. So we're constantly, uh, when we're closed, we need to figure out how to open. When we're awkward and clumsy, we need how to be sensitive and pay attention. And so I think, you know, life has been made just difficult enough that we need each other so that when I'm not fully awake, you as my friend can help me because tomorrow it'll probably be your turn and then I can help you. Right. All right. We're talking to Mark Nepo, Drinking from the River of Light, A Life of Expression is his new book. So what is happening when, say, between friends, there's an argument? Well, usually it's a misunderstanding. You know, usually what happens when we have arguments, and sometimes we have a genuine difference of opinion, but I have found in my life that when that happens, I'm not feeling secure. And if you don't, when I'm not secure, if you don't hear me uh, or see me, I feel hurt. Mm -hmm. And so often we strike out and we say, wait, hear me, listen to me, I'm over here. And so then we pound the table in various ways. Or we also feel like we're not secure, that we have to play seesaw, that is, in order for me to feel better, I've got to put you down and put me up. But the real truth is, and this is why having a life of expression for ourselves is that that is our direct connection with life is what makes us feel worthy and on solid ground. You know, I've learned uh, through my life that whenever I count or compare, I can't be present. Oh. And whether whether that's up or down, I could compare up or down, I'm, oh, I'm no good, or try to make myself feel better than someone else or some other situation. But as soon as I count or compare, I'm no longer present. And it's our direct presence that restores our sense that we're enough and that life is right here and that everything is okay. Yeah. What did you say? Our direct connection with life makes us feel secure. Yes. Wow. Yes, and no one can do that. You know, we can, I can support you in trying to help you do that, but I can't do that for you, and you can't do it for me. And that's what, you know, friendship, it's interesting, the word friendship actually means place of high safety. And wow. so when, as a friend, we can help each other, you know, let our heart breathe, restore our direct connection to life, and feel safe and worthy again. And we can do that for each other. I'm going to need a little practice. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about your life of expression. If there is a river of light we can drink from, I see you, like, you know, doing the backstroke through this river. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm I'm blessed. I'm, I'm in my 60s, and in my 30s, I had a rare form of lymphoma and almost died. So I just feel blessed to be here. And, and I have learned, for me, writing the books, and I say retrieving them more than authoring them, that is the way I learn, and that's the way I practice. You know, the words are just a trail, but this is the way I practice what we've been talking about. And I've learned that this 
process, this inner process, is not just restricted to writing or painting. That's, that's again, what's at the heart of this whole book is the sense that I found that this process is really everyone's process. And, you know, the first thing that I try to do when life pushes me away and pain and fear and worry push us away is I've got to lean back in. I've got to lean back in and hold nothing back and give my full attention to whatever is before me. Wow. And that will start to restore my direct connection. So each of us has to practice this. And just because I know it doesn't mean I'm never exempt from fear or worry or pain. Nobody is. But, but having a life of expression, regardless of whether what we create is great art, this is a healing journey that everyone needs to be involved in. And we are involved in it, like it or not, just like we breathe, like it or not. We don't meditate to become great breathers. We meditate to become still and clear and close to life. And the same thing, when we do art in any form, you know, we don't write to become great writers, we write to become clear vessels that are close to life. Now, chances are, if I do that, chances are I'll probably produce good work. But if I produce good, if I only try to produce good or great work, I might not always be present. And um, I may produce good work, but I won't get the, the inner reward for it, which is bringing my heart alive. Oh, man, there's just, it's just so rich, this subject matter. I just want you to say that again another way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I, I, it's just too big a thing to just let it, let that float down the river. So you can do good so, work. So yeah, I'll give you an ex- a quick example. My father, who's now gone, he lived in 93, but he was a master woodworker. That was his art. I used to watch him without him knowing it. He would work on these beautiful model sailing ships. He'd build them to scale in our basement. And he would just work with these little tweezers and screwdrivers. And, and I watched him and I realized he, it was immersion he was teaching me, not excellent. He was so immersed in building this little rail and putting it on this little sailboat that in that moment of immersion, he was in the moment of everyone who ever built a boat in history. Yes. And the byproduct was that it was a beautiful boat that he built, and it was excellent. So I can try to be excellent, and I'll never be immersed. I could never be immersed or be wholehearted. And the reward for immersion is that we experience a moment of oneness. And the byproduct, the way a flame will give off heat, is excellence. So it's really about immersing ourselves, being wholehearted, and giving ourselves completely, and that will give us an experience of oneness, which will solidify our foundation and our worth, remind us that we're okay the way we are, and the trail will probably be excellent work. Got it. But if all I do is strive for excellent work, I may not be present, I may not be immersed, I may not feel worthy, and I may or may not create something that's, quote, good, but that process won't restore me, won't keep me vital. Right. And I think this time when you said the word immersion, I know for myself and I bet many other ears too, right away felt the recognition like, oh yeah, that happens to me when I fill in the blank. Well, just one of the things about immersion too is that we know we're immersed when we feel like, you know, when time goes by, we go, where did all the time go? 
because we've entered time rather than moving through it. You know, rather than saying, oh, well, gee, it's another 10 minutes and this will be done. You know, all of a sudden, with like hours go by, and we go, how'd that happen? I was just like timeless. And that's a sign that we have given ourselves over. Beautiful. And speak to us about bearing witness. Well, bearing witness, the two kind of aims of any kind of writing or art, I think, one is to bear witness to what is, and the other is to try to bring in view the things that are invisible, like love. Where is it? You can't, we all feel it, we all want it, but you can't, like, touch it or put it up on the wall. But bearing witness is more that, you know, and and it's important in our uh, day and age today, the difficult things happening all over. You know, the the great Spanish poet, a Chilean poet, but he wrote in Spanish, uh, Pablo Neruda, he was was over in Spain in the 30s during the Franco-Spanish Civil War, and it was a terrible thing there. He has a line where he says, the blood of children on the sidewalk is like the blood of children on a sidewalk. And so he's telling us, this is not the time for a metaphor or an image. Sometimes you have to just say what you see, and that's important to just say it as it is. And that's at the heart of bearing witness. Again, if we're friends or family members, I need to speak the truth to you, mirror the truth for you, affirm for you what your experience is, that you're not crazy. Yes, you're confused and hurt, or you've been betrayed, or something didn't go it was unjust and we need to mirror for each other yeah that's true that's true this is exactly what happened you're not crazy and that's different from the other the other kind of purpose of art where I try to say that well from my cancer experience for example how do I talk about the role of suffering in life well I think that I've come to understand that no one wants suffering and we don't seek it out but we all get our, our share and it's like suffering is for human beings the way erosion is for nature. Mm. Erosion, it's difficult, but it, it erodes things to the beauty. Cliffs are eroded by the sea until they show their inner beauty. And that's what happens to us. Again, we need to help each other endure life the hard parts of life so the inner beauty can show. So there's an example of a, of a metaphor trying to bring in view what's hard to bring in view, which is different than bearing witness by saying things exactly as they are. The amazingly soulful and thoughtful Mark Nepo at Omega this weekend, planning another retreat coming up soon, and he invites everyone to study with him online for a year-long program, marknepo.com. So I take notes when he speaks. Nearly every sentence changes me a little. We need to become still and clear and close to life. Pain, fear, and worry push me away from life. Immersion, not excellence. Every person has to have a safe place for self-expression. Whenever I count or compare, I'm not present. Our direct presence restores our sense that we are enough. Whew! Drinking from the River of Light. Hi, it's Casey. Are you ready for an amazing adventure? Perhaps? Do you dare to detour and drop off the grid? That invitation is next. At CBD Live Natural, their goal is to bring their customers the best all-natural products. There is a solution to change your quality of life that will help you live naturally without prescription drugs, which means you'll feel your best. CBD aids with health issues from fibromyalgia to anxiety, joint pain, and eczema, 
acne, and so much more. The staff at CBD Live Natural really know their products, which helps them determine what's best for you, from oils and lotions and creams to candles, edibles, and even pet products. At CBD Live Natural, they don't just sell the products, they're consumers just like you. So you can trust them to recommend the best all-natural products to help you live natural and feel great doing it. CBD Live Natural stores can be found in Bedford Hills, the Westchester Mall in White Plains, and the Stanford Town Center in Stanford, Connecticut. Or you could shop online at their website anytime. CBDLiveNatural.com Yankee legend Bernie Williams has a personal message to share. Idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, or IPF, is a rare and serious lung disease that affected my dad. Its symptoms, which include the shortness of breath, fatigue, and a dry, persistent cough, are similar to other more common conditions like COPD, which means that IPF is often misdiagnosed. There is no cure for IPF, but there are treatments that can help slow disease progression. If you think you or a loved one may have IPF, don't wait. Visit breathlessipf.com to learn more and talk to a pulmonologist today. Hey, it's Casey. Thank you for tuning in to Shine On today. Can you get away next month to head to Montana? Cheryl Ott runs the Dare to Detour retreat. So Dare to Detour is a retreat for women, and I host it here in southwestern Montana at the Nine Quarter Circle Ranch. And the whole focus is bringing like-minded women together and immersing ourselves in nature and allowing ourselves to pause and step off our daily path and reconnect with with ourselves, with each other, and have a moment that's disconnected from the busyness of our lives. And so what I've observed is this profound reaction to allowing, allowing ourselves to be first. Think about how many women think about going on a retreat in Montana. You know, the ones that show up, wow, that's a lot of miracles that had to happen to actually get them there with you. It's exactly right. The first hurdle is giving themselves permission to even consider the retreat. Mm -hmm. And once they do that, which is huge, then they have to figure out how everything else is going to work while they're gone. Right. And ask permission of their partner, figure out child care if that's something that they're responsible for, elder care, work. There's so, so much. And it's interesting. I was having a conversation with my husband about this, and he says, I don't get it. What are you talking about? Permission to go. And I said, I don't think you've ever had to ask for permission to do what you do. Right. You have just known that everything would be handled. And it's, what a beautiful thing. Yes. What a beautiful thing. But it's very different for most women. Not all, but for most. For many, indeed. Uh, Cheryl Ott is our guest. We're talking about Dare to Detour, a retreat that she has. Tell me about this uh, wonderful ranch of yours. Okay, so Nine Quarter Circle Ranch is located in the Yellowstone Ecological System. It's within the Lee Metcalf Wilderness. It's completely off-grid. It's in third-generation ownership and management, and we stay in these beautiful cabins that were built by the great-grandfather using logs and stones on the property. They have over 50 Appaloosa horses that my guests have access to and can ride each day. There are trails everywhere, views that are really hard to describe and are rare because not very many people venture into this part of the wilderness in Montana. Uh, It's nine miles down a dirt road off of the highway that heads 
into Yellowstone's west entrance. So you really feel like you've stepped back in time and into a very different place. The Kelsey family is warm and welcoming and have become really good friends of mine. They don't have any intention of changing things very much. And that's part of the beauty of Nine Quarter Circle Ranch. It's simple, slow pace. They allow you to go and explore as you're comfortable in doing. There's nothing that you have to do. You could sit on your front porch, Casey, and look out Mm -hmm. over the valley all day if that's what you want to do. And they ring the bell for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and that's all you have to pay attention to. (laughs) Wow. Now, I need you to walk my New Yorkers through this by the hand, because you may have lost (laughs) them on the 20-mile dirt road. Nine mile. Nine mile. Okay, the nine mile dirt road. So (laughs) nine mile. They're going to fly into where? They fly into the Bozeman International Airport. I greet everyone there at the airport. It's small enough airport. Uh, When I say I meet you by the fireplace, you can't miss it. And we head straight to Murdoch's Feed and Supply, which I call the Harrods of the Rocky Mountain West. You can buy chickens, a tractor, cowgirl (laughs) foods. Jolly Ranchers. (laughs) You can get literally everything that you can imagine there. Most of my guests, if they've never been to the West, are so excited to be in that space because it is a true general store on steroids. The staff gives my daring darlings, as I like to call them, a big sky welcome. Gets them outfitted in boots and Wrangler jeans and hats, whatever they want. And then from there, we do a quick drive down Main Street, Bozeman, which is a true Main Street town. There is not a mall in the Gallatin Valley. Bozeman's the largest town, so everyone comes to Main Street and does their business and their shopping. And it's unique because we've lost a lot of that in other parts of our country. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we drive out to the ranch in two suburbans. When we arrive, we go straight to the cocktail cabin. That's where things begin. The women are graciously handled from the start. And by that, I mean the Wranglers just are the kindest, nicest people on the planet. And they know that the women are stepping outside of their comfort zone. Right. And their job is to make sure that, that they're safe and that they're comfortable. Right. And this, you mean wranglers like when we get on a horse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They do more than just guide you on the horse. They help us when we go fishing. Each cabin is heated by a wood-burning stove. Sometimes we need the stove. Sometimes we don't. It just help everyone stay comfortable. Now, when is the next retreat? It's coming up quickly, Casey, and I'm really excited. It's in exactly a month. I will greet my guests on September 18th, and they'll be with me through the 22nd. And I have an amazing crew of women coming to lead workshop. I have some exciting surprise guests, and I can't wait. Perfect. All right, Cheryl Ott, we're so grateful for this invitation today. You make it sound so tempting. Where do we go for more information? Please visit my website, daretodetour.com. And I welcome all phone calls. If someone has questions or is curious, please give me a call. Area code 415-516-6007. That's Cheryl Ott, daretodetour.com. Caller 415-516-6007. And let me know if you take that trip. So, 
Did I tell you? I think I might have mentioned I opened a food pantry in January. I did. And that pantry just teamed up with the Feeding Westchester Network, so now we can buy more to serve more. And we just had a back-to-school supply drive. Now we're collecting coats for the fall. This whole thing, not my idea. I know nothing about any of these things. It was like an unknown force was pushing me. Well, the other day, I met that force. Her name is Cora, and I hope you'll take just a minute and read that story at casey.co, K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Just click on the blog. I bring this up because that story may help you find your place of art and immersion, and maybe it will help you dare to detour. Thank you for listening. Our thought for the day is from Mark Nepo, who said, The further I wake into this life, the more I realize that God is everywhere, and the extraordinary is waiting quietly beneath the skin of all that is ordinary. Light is in both the broken bottle and the diamond, and music is in both the flowing violin and the water dripping from the drainage pipe. Yes, God is under the porch as well as on the top of the mountain, and joy is both in the front row and the bleachers if we are willing to be where we are. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.